Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Now, welcome to the building rush hour in your face. Welcome to the Chef's Meal. My name is Casey. Yes, I'm Sean, and we're two chefs going on about our lives, one finished plate at a time. Now we talk about whatever and ever and everything else in between. Sean, I know Thanksgiving had already made its way, gone past, and really quickly in succession. Uh, November 29th, do you know what happened? What happened November? All around the world. What happened all around the world? Oh, rather, in the U.S. Okay. In the US, in the US. <laughs> I was like, what happened? What did I miss? Um, Christmas music. Is now on all platforms. Oh my goodness! Literally <laughs> midnight. It's like boom, and Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" all over the place. I wonder how much more money she makes as soon as that happens. Yo, did you know that she just won like three more fucking awards, like Guinness Book of World Records, crazy. for that song? You just think like all of the other songs that she has, <laughs> right? And then like it's the Nothing. Christmas song that's gonna it's be her Christmas legacy. Song. It's gonna be her yeah, legacy. That is her. F- that's her forever legacy. I actually, uh, I, uh, I clicked into a, a little article of hers. I think she posted or BuzzFeed retweeted or some shit. Um, her first performance of the song live in, I think, Osaka, Japan or some shit. Okay. And young Mariah Carey, like around 27, like hot Mariah Carey, you know what I'm saying? Oh, um, Mariah Carey. Totally Mariah Carey. This one. Hey, it's... <laughs> Mariah Carey, you so fine. You so fine. Um, and she performed that song live. And it was, oof, wow. Them notes. Them notes, Sean. Yeah, she's a, she's a legendary singer. Uh, legendary. <laughs> legendary. And she was she was bopping. She was wearing a red dress. It was so, um, how do I say it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what Casey wants for Christmas? Uh, yes. All I want for Christmas is you. Uh, I tell that to my wife all the time. And she's like, shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was tired last night. Oh, okay. See, uh, she had a um, she had a 13-hour day yesterday. And one of the most difficult cases that she's been in. Okay. Um, and, you know, I had her. She was literally there for... She was there since 6. She left 7.30 at wow. night. And it was bananas, yeah. It was a patient and all that, but that's all she could tell me because yeah, uh, they have confidentiality. They have laws about it. But she was just like, it was tough. I was like, oh, I could, I could see it on your face. It's okay. Like, damn, it's pretty crazy. However, Sean, yes. Um, I figured we recap on our Thanksgiving, okay? Or let let's give the Thanksgiving bubble a closing, sure, per se. And um, why don't we set it out with some uh, Thanksgiving. If you haven't already, Thanksgiving was a blast. Uh, I hope everyone's Thanksgivings was great. Hopefully you had plenty of turkey, plenty of food, spent it with family and everything else. Sean, what did you do for for Thanksgiving? All right. So um, this year, like most other years, we kind of met up in um, Jersey. Uh, with uh, my extended family and friends, mm. 
I think the the total count of people is probably about thirty five, maybe maybe even a little bit closer to fifty because like people are coming in and going, you know. Yeah, yeah. What? So yeah, like my cousin, it's a lot. He um, again, he lives not too far away from um from your restaurant, and it's centrally located. Mm-hmm. We got people coming in from New York City, some from Pennsylvania, some from as far as Atlanta, and um, upstate wow, New York as well, right? So. His house happens to be, you know, close to an airport, you know, and about an hour and a half drive from the furthest points for everybody. So mm-hmm. everyone generally, um, his wife and uh, he and his wife kind of do the majority of the cooking and everyone supports it with uh, a dish or two. So that's that's mm-hmm. how my family does Thanksgiving. It's always a great spread. That's why I always uh, drop the, the nugget to bring some Tupperware because when you have that much food. You know, hey. you need something to, uh, you know, bring it home with. It's something consistent, you know, something designed to, to hold it. I mean, you don't want to be making an hour and a half drive with a Thanksgiving feast smashed between two paper plates if that's what you, you know, it's going to spill. It's going to get weird. Mm-hmm. But if you have a consistent Tupperware um, you know, or to-go wear, then uh, it can make the drive back home safe for your, uh, for your, for your snacks for the next day. Cool. Are we ready? Are we ready to go back? Okay. Yeah. So we're ready. Okay. So technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen, really quickly troubleshooted. We are fine to go. We're fine to go. Sean, you were talking about your beautiful Thanksgiving. Right. At your cousin's. Okay. So where do we leave off? So yes, uh, you know, 35 to 50 people. Um, the My cousin and his wife produce most of the main spread. Everyone else kind of supports things by bringing a dish. Um, my contribution was this um, uh, truffle oil, sage, and Italian sausage uh, stuffing or dressing. Nice. All right. Yeah. I made a double batch. And what I did is I formed one batch into these mini uh, cupcake shells so that they would pr- scoop and present really well. Fancy. And then I made some crude, um, some crude uh, stuffing um, that I could like quick bake in the oven while everyone was still eating so that if they wanted to take leftovers, you know, they could uh, just scoop it, put it in in their container and take it to go. So I think that was one of the, you know, I want to pat myself on the back, but I think, you know, it went over pretty well. And um, also a big shout out to um, a family friend who made this awesome Double roasted um, pumpkin and sweet potato soup. This thing was Ooh. the best, like the best, the best. Yeah. It was so good. Like it's I like could that. tell, like you know, because everyone when they're bringing in their stuff, you know, they got the things under aluminum foil, and they got all the sterno set for everyone to kind of sit their trays in. And um, uh-huh. she put it on the stove, and I look in there, and at first I could see the broth, and the broth was like perfect. I was like, I need to know who made that. What was in it? And what is that? And, um, man, this thing, this soup had, like, textures and layers. And, you know, um, it had uh, it has some other vegetables in there. Um, but it also had these, like, West Indian-style um, small dumplings. And when I got my ladle Ooh. of the my first bowl, my first bowl of the soup, I didn't get one. So, you know, when I was able to uh, take some time and, you know, 
talked to the family friend who produced the soup. She was like, well, did you did you taste the dumplings? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, they're in <laughs> there. Dumplings. They're in there. So, um, yeah, like I, you know, m- more often than not for Thanksgiving, you're going back for seconds and thirds. I missed mm-hmm. my seconds and thirds because I was just trying to understand that soup. I had like three bowls. <laughs> it was special shout out to to whoever it is you get an applause. Yeah, thank you. you thank you, Loria. And that soup was divine. Fire. Divine, man. It was divine. Yeah. It was money. Yeah, I went back, <laughs> I like sliced some of the the Thanksgiving ham and, you know, dropped it in there. Like it was Mm-hmm. Perfect. It didn't even need that, but I just wanted to see how it yeah. would play, and it was perfect, perfect. Ain't that always like the case though? Being uh, one in the business, we always like to you. You kind of compartmentalize like the things that uh, it tastes good, and you pick it into your brain. Be like, damn, this would be a pretty good damn special. How can I take this, etc. Sure. At least that's what goes into my sure. brain. Like every time I taste something. It's like visceral. I, I do this to my food. I'm like, I do that. And Caitlin's like, can you stop? Right. Like everyone knew. They were, <laughs> you look like a fucking. People were coming up and trying to ask me questions. I'm just like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> I need to. I'm trying to process <laughs> all of this. I'm trying to process it, you know. And But it was mm-hmm. really, really good. And, you know, and speaking to her, I mean, this is, you know, this is what she's been doing for many, many years. And uh, it's it's no surprise that, you know, her food was that good. Um, I mean, definitely. And she she also bakes. Um, you know, hey. yeah, there might be um, some collaboration in the future. But it was really, that soup was so good. So, so good. I um, I also bake, Sean. I know. I, I bake bread. I know. I'm, a, I'm the bread maker. He's- I'm the the flower tosser. I'm the the yeast maker. Oh, okay. I'm the. Let's see a doctor, man. That's 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 all, <laughs> that's all I can say. I actually made another round of bread yesterday. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in the fridge right now. Um, I actually ran out of time. I I got up, Sean. I got up at five okay. to make this fucking bread. Okay, but um sourdough is it's a beast on itself the dough knows when it's fully done so i, I did it at five i did the few the first few folds the first couple hours and then you just let it rest like literally you just you let it do its thing you let all the yeast all the stuff bubble up as much as they can it took eight hours eight fucking hours so from seven Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three. About four, four or five p.m. Now it has risen almost twice, but the top is still gummy. Mm-hmm. That means it's not ready yet. Okay. So I let it sit there for another couple hours. So all in total, actually ten hours. Ten hours for this bread dough just to rise. I haven't even put it into bannetons or anything. When it's when it has done that and you kind of press it down and it flops right back up. It's still gummy, but it, it kind of bounces right back. Um, then you put it onto the bench, you cut it, and then you let it rest for now. It, it's just a whole lot of waiting for this fucking bread to go. So let me, let, but let me ask you a question. Say, you mentioned the word that I'm not familiar with. What's a banneton? Okay, banneton. I'm sorry. I was I was going a little fast. Banneton is the little bread holder. You probably have seen it. Um, actually, you know what? Let me let's show and tell hey. today. Huh? Give me a second. A little show and tell. A little music for it. Dude. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay. Sean, this is a banneton. So it is, um, it's a bread holder. Okay. So if you can see it, it's, it's hollow on the inside. This is just, um, it's either like bamboo or rattan wood. Okay. And it has ridges. So when you make the dough, you can either put it right here directly onto the cloth okay. that's inside it. Or if you want ridges, you put it directly onto uh -huh. the thing itself inside. And it, it gives you the ridges on the bread. Uh -huh. However, you need to uh, lightly dust it with rice flour. And it has to be rice flour because it doesn't keep moisture. Okay. And it will keep the dough away. So that is what a banneton is. So we'll put this... To the side, and now you know. And for everybody else um, on the audio version, uh, if you have, if you didn't see what a banneton is, just type it up: b a n n e t o n. It is a bread bowl proofer holder. That's essentially what it is. You can find it on Amazon for ten dollars. I'm not plugging Amazon. I'm just saying you can buy it for ten bucks. Um, but that's what it is. And then it took about. I don't know. I had to go to a rehearsal. So by the time I got home, I was like, babe, can you just cook the bread? And she cooked it and it was perfect. So that's what that is, Sean. Um, so I made bread yesterday and it was delicious. I need to I need to make some money off of it. <laughs> so tell me, man, what did you make for Thanksgiving? Okay. My Thanksgiving um, was fairly simple. Um, like I said, uh, I'm a studious um, person, uh, especially when it goes to mise en place, that fancy French term, M-I-S-E-N, place. <laughs> uh, you can type that up and it will tell you that uh, it just means everything in its place. It's a technical term that uh, Sean and I use all the time in the yes, kitchen. Um, and we kind of pound it into everybody's heads. Um, where's your prep? Are you ready? All right, let's get and do this. That's what mise en place is. Uh, my mise en place was buying all the stuff. Like I've been telling everybody else, like Sean and I have been done. Um, a week or two weeks before Thanksgiving. That way you're not rushing. You're not in the, you're not in the brunt of everybody trying to get their last minute mm -hmm. shit because they're stupid. Um, so I got everything done. Um, all we did was a three pound turkey breast, which is pretty fucking big. It was like... Sean, the, the breast itself was like this wow. big. It was huge. Like that. That was a big turkey. So the turkey uh, that was um, offered up to the plate to that, thank you. I appreciate your turkey. Um, so just a turkey breast. Caitlin seasoned it with herbes uh, de Provence. So I, I keep Provence at the, at the house. Another fancy term. Uh, it's a French-inspired um, herb mixture. That's what it is, herbes de Provence. So you butter the turkey uh, breast and you stick some butter underneath the skin and then you stuff all the herbs pretty much everywhere. Since it's already a flat surface and since it's only a breast, it only took an hour and a half to cook. And being a cook myself, I hated doing all the other cooking. <laughs> so all the other stuff went inside the oven. With okay. it. So the stuffing literally inside uh, the jam or the jelly, the cranberry sauce. It's from a tin. Sure. That took like two seconds. Um, and then I think we had one more side. I forget what it was, but that's it. That's all we had for Thanksgiving. And it, it took an hour and a half all in the oven, barely did anything, maybe 10 minutes of sure. prep. Literally, I just plopped it on, turned the oven on, went inside. But here's the kicker, and here's what I kind of want to share into. Turkey cooks at 145 degrees, 
145. It's not a chicken. Chicken's at 165. Turkey, you don't want to go over 145 because then it will just become like paper. So it's that's disgusting. That's the internal temperature, not the external. Don't internal set your oven to 145. I don't think you could do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Right. Thank you, thank you. So uh, this, the oven was at 375, the one I was cooking it, uh, for an hour and a half. And I check it uh, in 40 minutes, at 40 minutes or an hour, just kind of, you, you need to get like a like a thermo, uh, a probe, per se. They're a little pricey, but it's so worth it to have in your kitchen. Um, they're about 50 bucks, like the... Like the, the nice one, the instant thermo. Um, buy one of those, not the one that has a little dial gauge. That takes forever. It takes like two minutes to read the temperature. Don't get that one. Don't waste your time. Get the electronic one, the one that you can press. And make sure it's in Fahrenheit, <laughs> not Celsius. Because <laughs> that will that'll turn out a different um, temperature altogether. So 145 is what you're trying to hit. So at the hour and 20 minute mark. It was 142. Okay. And I'm like, it's done. And just a little, another trick. You don't want to hit 145 when you cook. You want to hit it right before it. So when it rests, meaning you take out the meat and you just kind of let it sit there for about 10, 15 minutes. Let the juices come right back. It will hit 145 or whatever temperature you're trying to hit. Within three to five uh, degrees is what you want to go. Um, I know this is like a lot of, we're, we're like throwing a whole bunch of technical terms at you, but I think um, people can uh, can follow on to that. Once it's rested, all the juices kind of went into it. And when you press it, it's like it's like supple. Mm. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> um, if you if you look at us into our Patreon account, it will look like porn on the front side. So um, let's just say that you win a little something. <laughs> If you do decide. <laughs> so to prepare the plate, uh, I'm a simple guy. I don't go crazy. I don't like dots. I think that's pretentious. Okay. It's whatever, right? Um, a big portion of the stuffing. Oh, I didn't even go over the stuffing. Yeah. So the stuffing. What about your stuffing? So the stuffing makes. Um, uh, um, onions, I'm trying to like recall onions, okay. carrots, celery. Sure. You remember Paul? Yes. Um, <clears throat> a little onion, um, a little onion, a little mushroom, because that's what we had left okay. over. Uh, a little garlic. Saute that all first into the pot. Sure. Um, and then I had chicken stock already uh, going onto the other side, just by itself chilling. Um, and then after that, uh, you put in um, the stuffing mix because I didn't feel like making my own sure. stuffing. Um, three, I think for that packet, it took like three cups of uh, stock. Okay. You put that all together. You mix it. Let it cook for another five minutes. Done. Sure. It's literally, it's like the most inefficient, delicious hey, thing. I mean, it certainly ever. saved you a lot of time from for my stuffing. Um, pretty much started out the same way, but my vegetables mm-hmm. were, um, I said, uh, onions, celery, carrots um i um did a little bit of um leeks um i also used Mm -hmm. garlic and um, a little bit of ginger and some green bell pepper to start as like my vegetable base and um instead of using like um like a store-bought mix um i got some brioche rolls 
and yeah, hey. yes, slice them down really thick, and then I bake them off for about ten minutes to kind of make these like quick um, croutons. Oh, before I bake them off, I did um, season them with a little bit, a little bit of the truffle oil and a little bit of olive oil, mm-hmm. um, just to give them a little bit of flavor. And then um, on a, on a on a trip um, that we took um, before, we got these. Um, this olive salt. So I seasoned it with just just a little bit of a little bit of olive salt over the top. Olive, olive salt. salt. Yeah. Olive is already yes. salty. So it made itself salt. Yes. Yes. Like okay. reduced all the way down, grainy. And again, like sometimes when like I don't want to use a lot of olive oil or I don't have olive oil, I'll <clears> use like canola oil and a little bit of, all of that olive salt and we get damn near right there. You know? And mm. then um for my recipe, I was doing um, um, a double batch. So pretty much it was two pounds of Italian sausage to two pounds of the rolls. And um, so once I got the the veggies um, starting to break down and get a little translucent, I tossed in and uh, diced up the Italian sausage, cooked that to 75% while the um, croutons were baking. And then I got like mm-hmm. a big stainless steel bowl, combined everything inside, and then added in, slowly added in um, two quarts of chicken stock. You know, slowly, you like, yeah, like rolling it with my hands, getting it nice and loose to prepare to be baked off one, mm. time, one more time. And um, right before it went in the oven, I uh, diced up some uh, sage and um, some fresh sage. And also some um, fresh parsley, give it a good mix, a little okay. bit more salt and pepper, and then baked it off for in the cupcake tins. I believe it was twelve minutes. And for the crude stuff, mm-hmm. um, I went uh, fifteen minutes because it was a bigger, you know, like That's yeah, bad. and done, mm-hmm. done, done. That's basically nothing. It's yeah. just like quick prep. Same exact thing. Yep. I just didn't feel like making, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I just didn't feel like making, um, the actual, uh, stuffing and stuff. I was like, eh, it, it tastes good. The, I'm sure. The stuff, I think Stouffer's hey, is what we You know what? With. I got a box. It's delicious. V, v loves Stouffer stuffing. There's always, yeah, man. Yo, <laughs> there's is, always at delicious. least a box Stouffer's. of it in the house. So. Shout out to Stouffer's. Shout out to Stouffer's. If you guys want to sponsor us, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Stouffer, send me a check. We will eat Stouffer stuffing every day. I don't care. I will. I'll promote the hell you know, out of it. Whatever. You guys make a delicious product, but just like add veggies to it. That's all I can say. Like, and make sure the stock that you are putting into the Stouffer's mix is not as salty. Okay. So as less sodium as you can, so you can adjust it. Because if you went with regular stock, and then you add it into the already salty sort of seasoned um Stouffer's mix then you would end up with a really salty product and you're like uh what happened so that it, as much as possible you want to control the salt uh content and that's another little trick we're, i feel like we're just rifling tricks out <laughs> like left and right and i think it is it might be a little too much so if you guys want to uh, like a a really good breakdown let us know ask chef salty at gmail.com uh we will get to you into the stuff however sean yes. So our Thanksgiving is all okay. done. What is the next major holiday that we all look for? Boxing Day. 
I was gonna say Black Friday, okay, but yes. you know, I guess yes. Black Friday is a re- is, or Cyber is a, Monday, is a you know, those kind of things. That, I thought it was just in the United States, but apparently it's all around the world. They do Black Friday now. all around the world, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Black Friday is amazing. Capitalism runs supreme. <laughs> everyone <laughs> needs to get get back in the black. So uh, Black Friday yeah. for everyone. Have you seen Have you seen some of the articles where people are still only here in the states, rather I should say, people are still trying to murder each other for items? It's, it, it blows. Like why Why are we it doing blows this? my mind? Only because, like, honestly, if you're doing any Black Friday shopping right now, um, most of the retailers have their um, their circulars and online shopping guides as far as the sales out, like a month before. So you have a month mm-hmm. pretty much to start comparing the pricing of the goods that they're going to have on sale for those for that long weekend if you're going um Black Friday to Cyber Monday. And for the most part, mm-hmm. you could probably match those prices or come within 5 to 10% on the price uh-huh. by shopping on any time other than that, that 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 space. So personally, I would say it might be worth the price premium not to be hassled. And, you know, to be shopping in a time in which you can guarantee those things are going to be in stock and shipped to your house. So, I mean, I I wouldn't say don't go Black Friday shopping because sometimes there are like specific deals on things that like you might not Mm -hmm. be able to get any other time of the year. But for the most part, just you do your homework, you can avoid the hassle, get your products and go on with your life. Don't. No, you really can, and I think it's uh, I think it's more efficient <clears throat> to not let the busy like that get mm-hmm. to you because yeah, even the the small it's a small premium too to have it uh, to compare the prices a month before out. Uh, you're not really gonna miss out that much. much, and it just makes it a lot easier for everybody, so you won't murder right. each other. Um, trying to get like that 40 inch TV, which will still cost roughly within 20, 30 bucks the same a month prior right. to it when you got it and, on the show. And shelves. a few weeks after when they do the inevitable restock. Yeah, exactly. You know? And again, when it comes to some big ticket items like, again, like televisions, which I see everyone kind of like talk about, they even mm. produce kind of pared down models that don't have all the features just to hit those. Black Friday mm-hmm. um, prices, right? Like, I mean, personally, I'm thinking for most people, if they're buying something like a TV, it's something that they intend to have for quite a few years. So mm-hmm. I I would say, like, if you're being enticed by, like, a 40-inch television for, like, a 100 bucks, it might be mm-hmm. worthwhile to not get that model, but spend the $200 yeah. for... Mm-hmm. A, you know, that's a, a similar model with better specs from the same manufacturer that's not made in a compromising mm-hmm. way. I mean, if you look into some of the specs of that stuff, it's like, uh, it's missing an H, you know, it's only got one HDMI port or, mm-hmm. you know, the remote control is pared down or the speakers are a weird quality or even the panel that the television, you know, like the actual physical display is made out of like different materials than they normally would make. And, yeah, you'll, you know, like, again, you can, you know, I'm not going to say that um, saving 50% off, like, if you're saying it's normally 200 and it's $100, isn't significant. But, you know, you might find yourself in a place where you're going to be replacing that thing significantly quicker. So, ultimately, it might not even be that much of a benefit to you. 
But again, yeah. you know, all those guides are out, um, you know, in different places. A month prior. prior. Um, there's a lot of like sale aggregators online, like Slick Deals. That's what I use. Shout out to Slick Deals. Mm. And you can like, again, yeah, look at the pricing, see the models and start to do your homework and go, all right, yeah, this is savings. You know, maybe this is worthwhile. Maybe it's not. And adjust your plans accordingly. I really should. And even they, I think they tell you on TV too, like everywhere. They're like, don't go on Black Friday. You know, don't be a mess. Don't don't be that person, you know, trying to murder right, people. They're like, these are door um, busters. Sales are out. <laughs> I was like, door right? busting doesn't like, sound dude, like a like, good chill. time. Like, it is okay. Like, it will move on. Like, people will say, but I, I get the whole alert. Sure. Um, and look, if you, I, if, I also understand that most people. A budget. Yeah, most people right. are crazy working. They can, they only have that they day that to shop. Day, I totally they got those funds. It. And again, if you're looking for uh, quantity over quality, I think, like, you can, you can, you'll stretch your dollar on, on those weekends. But. I think oh, definitely. some of those some of those pricing deals, you know, um, come with um, some caveats that you should be prepared for. You know, no, um, that is it. Now, as we kind of wrap up the first EP or episode for the part two, rather, um, Sean, let's briefly talk about uh, Christmas because Christmas is on upon okay. us. Um, we covered a little bit of Black Friday. That, I mean, in my opinion, Cyber Monday is the best deal. Okay to kind of go buy your stuff. However, if we're talking pure deals after Christmas sale, okay. those are the three words that you should go with. Cause bro, now they're trying to get rid of inventory. Sure. So if you are like me, like a salty motherfucker <laughs> and just kind of want to don't shop and don't deal with people and waiting for the craziest deals. And if you can wait a few days or a day after Christmas, Bro, the sales are insane. You you will often hear, oh man, I should have got this after Christmas. It's like another $60 off sure. or some shit like that. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get rid of inventory now to start off the new year. So their um, their actual own uh, line in their uh, uh, warehouses are depleted so they can go into the new year fresh. So in my opinion, being in the business, uh, we do that too in the, in the restaurant. We don't want to keep... Um, any of our stuff, we want to try to get rid of it or trying to sell it. I don't want to say get rid of it. We want to try to sell it um, before the new year. So when we go into the next year, uh, it's a fresh inventory. Everything's kind of clean. Everything that we purchased uh, in December has been uh, used and uh, have been features. So anything that goes into our shelves will only be into the 2020. So if you can wait, I think in my opinion, you should wait uh, after Christmas sale. Is where you should plug in. However, Sean, a couple of Christmas things and then we'll okay. wrap it up. Let's go with favorite Christmas drinks. Oh, man. Uh, eggnog <laughs> for me. Even though I'm like <laughs> lactose intolerant, like eggnog is some, you know, I'll make a, a special partition um, in, in my life and uh, in my bathroom for <laughs> a cup of a cup of eggnog for sure. Cup of nine. For sure. Some fries, motherfucker. <laughs> How about some fries? Though? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite for Christmas is um, shout out to Trader Joe's for this. The little peppermint, little candy things that they have. I forget what the hell it's called. Uh, so if you go to Trader Joe's, um, 
Oh God, I can't remember now. It's in a red package. It looks like a peppermint thing. And it's like a cookie, mm. peppermint, white chocolate oh, like thing. The, the, like Delicious. The, what is it called? Like um, peppermint bark? Is it the chocolate? God, what the hell is it? Hold on. We're, okay, we're going to look it up right look now. It up. Trader Joe's pa- paper. Pepper. No, peppermint <laughs> cookies. Peppermint cookies. Mint cookie bark? Yeah. Just chocolate peppermint yeah. cookies? Yeah. Is this what it is? Hold on. Hold on. No. No, that's not it. Hi, damn it. I forgot what it was. I got Caitlin like 20 of it last year. It's like white chocolate with... Um, it's like yeah, white it chocolate. Might be, peppermint might be the peppermint bark. Because we, we used to do... Uh, pretzel? Pretzel mints? Is it pretzel? Let's see. I know we used to do um, a holiday dessert with peppermint bark. Pretzel slims. Pretzel thins? Mm-mm-mm. Nah. Nah, these oh, fucking things. peppermint pretzels. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let's blow Ooh. it up. Let's blow it up. Trader Joe's, I love you. If you want to sponsor us, <laughs> hell yeah. Peppermint pretzel slims. <laughs> if you guys haven't, these things are the bomb. Now, I am allergic to chocolate. I cannot consume it. However, white chocolate it is not chocolate. It is processed chocolate. So this is all okay for Ooh. me. So white chocolate is delicious. Um, it only comes in season... Uh, Thanksgiving because <laughs> they're they want to be early like everybody else so you can get this now go to it go to your trader just and say uh chef salty pork podcast brought me here I get a discount <laughs> imagine if that yeah, works you gotta just make it you like, yes, make absolutely. an affiliate yeah, code and, and just drop it in, in the notes yeah we'll make an affiliate code um if you guys have it and you want to surprise your loved ones with something delicious you know what let's let's put on a little hold on now, if you want to put something delicious into your wife or into your partner or into your husband, this is the way to go, ladies and gentlemen. Trader Joe's Peppermint Pretzel Slims <laughs> gives you the good feel and good thin crunchy pretzel slims with a creamy coating. I'm literally reading that. You know what? <laughs> that's how they want it. That's the message they want to get out there. You just read it. It's fine. There you go. From Trader Joe's, uh, you, can order, you can also order on Amazon. Amazon, I need an affiliate link. I'm sponsoring right here right now. Um, so that's what it is. Okay. If you haven't already, Sean and Casey sent you over there to go get it. Okay. That's what you say to them. It's like, I get a discount from this. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys want to work that, but I get a discount for this. Uh, eventually. So that is my Christmas thing. Sean, any other final, final goes as we wrap up into actually we'll cover the Christmas thing and another week. Um, as we go a little closer. Um, but final thoughts. Let's just oh, man. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed their, um, their holiday season. Um, you know, in, in the States here, you kind of, uh, uh, bookend that with, um, with, with Christmas or rather with, uh, Thanksgiving and then, you know, sandwich with Christmas and then kind of end with the new year. I, I mean, I know that it can be a tough time for some folks cause you know, it's a lot of, um, reflection on the year and um you know the opportunities met and opportunities lost family and friends but um despite that i hope that you know everyone had a good year and they enjoy their good holidays and you know they kind of get some perspective or you know about the opportunities they'd like to you know make and change for the new year so that's that's, that's all i got perfect reflect yeah, reflect it's man. a, it's reflect. a good thing reflect, reflect. Yeah, just take it has a, t- a, like literally take a, a lot of reflect. different holidays kind of converge in this time of year. You know, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas, 
Hanukkah and Kwanzaa for those who, uh, you know, partake Boxing Day mm-hmm. and uh, New Year's. And, you know, so, you know, take the time. Thank, thanks, Christmas. Thank Christmas. Thanks, Kwanzaa. Thanks, Miss. Years. Thanks, Miss Wanza. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All in, we'll make that a hashtag. <laughs> Everybody just use it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, other than that, that is all we That's got. That's what we got. That's what we got for you people. Peace out, man. Peace out. Yeah,